because I had been telling people I wanted to be a vet forever. So I thought that I was kind of disappointing people. And so I had to kind of come to the realization that, no, this is about me. Like I get to decide what my career is going to be. Felt like I had laid this path out for myself and I knew all the steps that I was going to need to take to accomplish that goal. And then, you know, my brain and my mentality was there, but my heart just wasn't there. So it took a moment to kind of be like, oh no. You found Wolfpack Career Chats, and this is Marcy Bullock from the Career Development Center at North Carolina State University. I'm the creator of the podcast. Welcome to season four. This season will focus on versions of you, who you were, who you are, and who you will be, and we'll have exciting guests explore their journey. We're all still cooking friends, so no one put a fork in us yet. Enjoy this episode. Hello, listeners. Today we have Olivia Siegel coming to us from Virginia. Hi, Olivia. Hi, Marcy. Happy to be here. We're so excited to have this conversation. I saw recently that you got an exciting award online and it hadn't been really, we hadn't seen each other in several years. And so when you popped up on my LinkedIn feed, I said, let's have a conversation about all this success. So please fill our listeners in on your career journey and what this cool award was. (laughs) Well, my journey has been kind of meandering. I decided that I wanted to go to NC State to pursue veterinary medicine. And specifically, I wanted to work with horses. So NC State was an amazing place to start for that. On the pre-vet track, I kind of have to do a lot of extra research hours. And they really want you to have, like, show that you have experience with veterinary medicine. So I did a little bit of working at a small animal hospital for a couple summers. And I shadowed an equine vet. And I loved, loved all of those opportunities. But I kind of realized that I was less interested in veterinary medicine and more kind of on the science. So I could kind of fill the void of pursuing veterinary medicine by just getting a pet of my own at some point, (laughs) which I did. Um, I have a dog named Prolly, so it all kind of came back around. But I remember kind of this was my junior year where I realized like, oh no, like I don't want to be a vet anymore. What do I want to do? And it was kind of a space where it took me a little bit of time to get there because I had been telling people I wanted to be a vet forever. So I thought that I was kind of disappointing people. And so I had to kind of come to the realization that no, this is about me. Like I get to decide what my career is going to be. And once I got over that hurdle, I thought, okay, so what is that gonna be? And so I kind of stuck with the life sciences and went more into ecology. And I took a course that had an honors section where we talked about issues in aquatic environments. And so that course kind of geared me towards working in fisheries science. And luckily, I was already in a department that had a lot of resources, a lot of courses, and a lot of researchers that were in that field. So I dove in. I had all these questions about what I needed to do to get into a good graduate school. I contacted a lot of PIs in 
a lot of different marine science schools. I ended up getting a fellowship at CMAST, which is the coastal campus for NC State, and kind of built my network in fisheries that way, which eventually landed me a graduate position at VIMS, which is the School of Marine Science at William & Mary. And so there I pursued a master's of science in fisheries and well, officially it's a master's of science in marine science, but the focus was fisheries. So I spent several years there becoming an expert on juvenile striped bass and kind of in my time there, I realized that what I really loved about fisheries, in addition to the science, was being able to explain the science to people that didn't think the same way that I did, didn't fully understand, you know, what fisheries involved. You know, they knew that they were limited to a certain number of fish that they could catch every time they go out, but they didn't understand why. And sometimes that can cause confusion or maybe a little bit of anger. So I thought the place that I really wanted to be was working for a state agency, kind of taking the science, crunching the numbers, and then using that science to inform policy. And that landed me at the Virginia Marine Resources Commission, which is the regulatory agency for saltwater fisheries in Virginia. So I worked there for a couple of years and I did exactly what I wanted to do. I sat at the intersection of science and policy. I got to do the science, but also get to have them opportunity to kind of be an educator for both fishermen, people whose livelihood depends on fisheries, and then for policymakers, which was really cool and really exciting. But I kind of felt like as far as the data side, which fisheries is very quantitative, but I kind of wanted to expand on the, the subject matter for my data analytics. And that's what brought me to my second master's degree, which is in business analytics. So I went back to William & Mary, but this time at the business school. And I fully immersed myself in data analytics for one full year and ended up kind of moving into the business world. So that word that you're talking about was kind of just an opportunity to talk about that journey and get kind of like a spotlight on how there are a lot of different ways to get to where you are. You know, I part of the reason that I chose William & Mary for the second time around was because I met my husband when I was here for my first graduate school experience. And so I ended up staying here and just the best opportunity, which happened to be a great program, was where my family, my new family is. So long journey, but yes, such a great journey. And that's what, like you said, it popped up on my feed where I saw how you were shifting from environmental science to business. And, you know, this is a great thing for listeners to hear is that you might come into college with a specific idea of what you're going to do in your future, but it's not until you really test some things out and put a toe and an ankle in the water to figure out what's really important to you. And now you found it with the intersection of science and policy, which I think is so interesting. So you're not locked in at all when you are trying to come in as, you know, an 18 year old and figure out what you're going to be doing in the future. So what was it like to pivot? Was that a little bit scary to change directions? Oh, it was terrifying. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I I really had like a crisis of everything. Felt like I had laid this path out for myself and I knew all the steps that I was going to need to take to accomplish that goal. And then, you know, my brain and my mentality was there, but my heart just wasn't there. So it took a moment to kind of be like, oh no, I mean, I could keep doing this. I could keep moving forward. I know how to do it and I know I can do it, but I'm not going to be happy. And so, yeah, I definitely, like, I remember coming to one of our CDC ambassador meetings and asking Jenna if she could stay after because I didn't know what what I was going to be doing. And it felt weird to be in this position where I was, you know, supposed to be representing someone that looked like they knew what they were doing and didn't. And she just told me, you don't have to have it figured out right now. I know it sounds scary that you had this path laid out and it's not there, but you'll figure it out. It'll work out. <laughs> and then it did. It's really great to have some reassurance when you're in that moment of panic. And like you said, you start listening to your heart. And in this situation, that reassurance helped you realize, I don't have to just be asleep at the wheel going in a direction that is not lighting me up. I can actually decide for myself. And that's very scary, but you got through two of those pivots. So what is your career path now that you're on? And share a little bit about where that fire in your belly is now generating from. (laughs) Yeah, so now I really have expanded the topic of data analytics. So I am an information technology consultant with a small consulting firm in Virginia Beach called Marathon Consulting. The company has about 100 people. So I knew that I wanted to have the opportunity to kind of continue my education. I kind of realized that school is my comfort zone, having gone back for three degrees, but that Data analytics is a field where you have to continue asking questions and you have to continue kind of telling yourself, I don't know the answer to this right now, but I have the tools to find the answer. And I knew that consulting would be a great place to do that because I would have an opportunity to kind of learn different industries and learn different tools within those industries and shift a project if or when I got bored. But I also knew that I didn't want to go into one of the large consulting firms, the the Deloitte's or PwC, because I, I had some friends that were in those companies and they loved it. It was great, but I saw them go into it when we were all coming out of NC State. Um, And I felt like that was an amazing time to do that because you're, you know, you're single, you've got the world ahead of you. Um, Traveling is, at the time, you know, remote work was not um, as easily acceptable for employees. So it just sounded like it was going to be this whole huge thing that was going to take me out of what I had realized I wanted to focus on, you know, having a separation between work and my family time and my wellness time and my me time. And so this like smaller consulting company, it was serendipitous that I found them and they found me. And 
I still have opportunities to work on projects that are not, you know, locally in Virginia, but I get to do that from here if I want to. So. Yeah, it sounds like you took a little bit of a pulse on what was important to you with your own values and having time for wellness and family. I know you got married. Is it within the last couple years? Yeah, we got married last May. So it's been a little bit over a year. Yeah, congratulations. Thank and so that you. changes things. And now you found this company that's just right for you. What surprised you the most about going into consulting at a smaller organization? And would you advise or recommend it to others. I feel like they are very, every project that I've been handed, it's been with the expectation that I'm going to learn, that I have the skill set that I need to learn as I go. And I feel really supported in a smaller company, which I really, I kind of wanted because going from working from a state agency where it was even smaller. And, you know, my immediate team was a group of six women that had been in fisheries, which is a very male dominated field. So we had this like really strong team and support system. So I kind of wanted to like move into a same, well, not a similar space, but a space that was still smaller and I could still build a support system, which is totally something that people can do in in a big company. I remember even working as an ambassador at NC State when people would ask me, you know, why did you choose NC State? It's so big. And I told them they could make it as small as they wanted to. I just sit in front of the class. So, you know, I know that it's out there, but for me, the smaller company, especially going from a transition of fisheries and working for a state into the business world felt like a more comfortable stepping stone. Very good. So as you reflect on the journey you've taken, our theme this season is versions of you. So how would you finish the sentence? I was, I am, and I will be. So I would say for I was... I was someone who needed every step to be kind of laid out. I needed to know what was coming next. And I still am kind of that person. But I now have, you know, as a scientist, I am an evidence-based person. And I did fine when those steps kind of went separate directions, things didn't work out exactly the way that I had initially planned when I decided to go to NC State. But every piece of that journey has been a stepping stone to get me to where I am. And I will be someone who tries to remember that (laughs) as I move forward. And someone that I hope can be, I don't know, an example for the other anxious, overthinking, need a protocol step-by-step to kind of see like, it will work out. You know, when, when Jenna first told me it will work out, I didn't really believe her. You kind of sometimes have to live that out on your own, but she was right. So Exactly. You proved it for yourself. Congratulations, Olivia. It's been great talking to you today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. 